And what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Loreforge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. It's episode number five, and we are your hosts. My name is Jibs. Sonny's gone tonight, so I can't introduce him second, so I guess I'll go to the quick third. Uh keep the current format going that he always gets introduced last my close friend and family member at this point in my life uh my close buddy cash you know i think the perfect response for that would have been for you to just introduce a solo show with me (laughs) sitting here that's i mean i'm a little more sinister than you are but that's probably how i would have handled that i i you know spoiler i really was going to do that all week i had planned for it and then the moment you said you should just do that, that up. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. No, I think I think I think you saw the shine in my eyes and just saw me looking up, going. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you probably just felt bad for me. And you're like, oh, I'll just introduce the Please guy. Please don't geez. forget me. <laughs> oh, dude. First off, Sonny's gone for the week. For everyone who's listening, he's off leveling up in life, and uh, so it's Cash and I, which is kind of funny because this is legitimately the old show. This is you and I, circa Lore Seekers 2021, I think, in Ashes. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've had a little bit of like a knot in my stomach going, oh, my God, can we even can we do a two-person show? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it for years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> oh, but we have an exciting show for everyone who's tuning in. First off, thank you again so much for taking the time to push play on our show and check out lore force we appreciate you and you know what we are just as excited as you are to hear about the node system and that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today the node update or i'm sorry the alpha 2 node uh development update that we saw for august just this last week for all of you listening on launch day on monday for all of our patrons listening early hello welcome you thank you so much for your support you are awesome and we appreciate the heck out of you so, dude, I I just, I don't know really the proper way to open this. I just know that what we witnessed, and we're recording this on the day of, just hours after this being showcased, I can't help but feel like we have just watched a once-in-a-lifetime kind of update, update moment, you know, for the development of this game. It's just this moment of seeing this go live was just un. Real. You know, the funny thing about today is that we had we had planned the way we were going to do this, especially without without Sonny being here. Sonny, we missed you, bud. We're, oh, yeah. we're uh, looking forward to your return. Um, I had the entire day planned out to where this was this was going to be it. Like my day was going to basically be revolving around getting set up to watch the stream and take notes and just be ready for the show so that by the time you came home from work like we were ready to rock right yeah and you were actually able to, to watch some of the video but the where i found myself as i was watching this live stream i found myself like having to catch up with notes because my jaw <laughs> was on the floor literally and this isn't this isn't gushing. And I know that we, we have a tendency to get excited about things because we're pretty passionate people about the things we get excited about. But I think that Intrepid knew how very important this particular live stream was going to be. This is the crux 
of Ashes of Creation. A hundred percent. This is like what the game revolves around is this node system. If you want to talk about what we should start with, because we have some pretty deep systems to go into and, and to talk about, and we're not going to be able to get to everything, folks, because it was it was over two hour stream. Just the video itself was like 52, 53 minutes long. But we're going to hit like all the highlights of the stuff and maybe get into some discussion about the system itself. But I think if we're going to start anywhere, Jibs, I think what we should do is start with the low-hanging fruit. And I know you know what the low-hanging fruit is. Oh, yeah, the visuals. It just so happens my class got released early on the day of the stream, which is the first time that happened all week, which as... That's the divine intervention. As speaking to every other teacher out there, have two hands in the air, hallelujah, am I not right? When you get to release your students early for the day. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I was I was so excited. Cause I'm like, okay, 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 you know, and I'm waiting for them. You know, go on. Oh, have a great day. You know, blah blah blah. And we're like, get out of my classroom. And so <laughs> <laughs> I hightail it to the office. I go in there, get all my things where they need to go. Get grab my phone, get to the back, realize I have nine percent battery life, and I'm like, ooh, challenge accepted. So then I sit down and I, and I kick on the stream. And about five minutes after I sat down, they turned it on to the gameplay, and. I think for the very first time, truthfully, we've covered games. We've covered Wildstar, you and I, you know, and, and the rest of the team. We did other, in, uh, the, the overarching show for, for PC gaming. We've covered so many. We did ESO, I mean, and, and Guild Wars 2, all the stuff, New World. This is the first time, I think, ever in a preparation for a show that I sit back and I go, I am struggling putting words together. I'm struggling trying to come up with the words because I'm stunned. I'm literally stunned by the visuals that they are showcasing in that video. And I don't want to jump to it too far ahead. I, I, I want to get your first impressions as well. But man, I don't know about you, Cash, but that hit me like a rock. It, it did me as well. Um, I actually was having a conversation with some folks in our Discord when that was going on. You know, I threw the link up and a bunch of people watch, or popped in and started watching the stream. And there was a lot of back and forth with me, and, you know, answering questions, talking about my reactions, you know, in Discord to our friends. And then at the same time, I wanted to specifically watch chat mm. in Twitch to see what some of the reactions were to, to see if like, okay, am I just being an excited content creator type dork right now? Or is everybody else seeing what I'm seeing? And it doesn't truly hit you until you watch the 4k on YouTube. It oh. still looked fantastic on the live stream, but I, I got to tell you, and I know I told you on the phone when you're on your way home from work, I did not see a single negative thing about this stream there were a couple trolls in there but there's always trolls and everything yeah, I guess, whatever. But yeah whatever they, they get ignored but all i saw was people blown away with what they were seeing and when we specifically say that i mean i i think it was a whole the whole package i know that we have always talked about yeah like if i were creating a game i would show off the areas that are like finished and dialed and and completely tuned up as well but you guys this was like next level 
visuals and audio from what I from what we were able to see all the way down to what was the thing that we talked about what we just saw right before we hit play on this show that we were both like laughing and so giddy about like are we five <laughs> you were literally giggling before we hit the button like I cannot believe this is the game that we have chosen to to stick with like for a long freaking time what did we see the cloak the fabric the fabric yeah i can't believe that 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 is the first time and we have seen behind the scenes development updates on games we, we have followed it and it's just i'm stunned i'm shocked that oh my gosh the texturing for the first time ever in an mmo i feel like i can reach out and i can grab that cloak and know exactly what it's going to feel like because it, it's just those texturings uh, 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 just uh, it's so good so so good yeah and the uh, like the ray tracing even uh, very small moments like when Steven's character is at the very beginning of that video and just before he starts to move oh, actually when he starts to move he starts to move into a position then he opens up some windows and stuff to show us some of the stuff for, uh, for nodes and for uh, mayoral control and stuff but as he's doing that, don't worry, guys, we're going to get to the notes, I promise. As he gets to that, uh, he starts moving. You can see that ray tracing where the light source is literally shining off of the wrinkles in the cloak. Yeah, Those are the little things that you might not notice, but there is... There's no other way for me to explain this other than it looked like I was watching a live action movie. Or film. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. That's where games are getting to at this point, friends. And and that's saying nothing about walking through town, just how alive that village looked was absolutely unreal. Like you can see you can see guards walking around. There's a guard walking on the road as he was coming into town. There's these beautiful streamers that, that are going from building to building. The way that the uh, the Kalar style is, and just when I say it looks alive, like the sounds, like you can hear chickens in the back, roosters in the background. You can hear people talking. You can hear wagons. You can you can see NPCs walking around, like there were guys walking around carrying big old like kegs of beer, mead. I don't know whatever it was. And there, there's people talking. There's guards like sitting around a cart and they're talking like this village was so full of life that it you want to talk about immersion you think rp isn't going to be a huge freaking thing in this game think again oh uh, agreed 100 percent. there is every avenue for rp in this game you talk you're talking visuals how about the cloak how the wind when the wind was blowing on the cloak because the positioning of his left leg the cloak the cloak was wrapping around his leg and just the yeah. tip of uh, the very corner was the only thing that was caught by the wind. Did flat. you just say just the tip? Yes, I did. <laughs> You're welcome. There's one. Sorry. You got me. You got me for one. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> but it was well, just incredible to see those kind of physics, you know? Yes, and physics. I'm glad you brought that up because it, it wasn't just the cloak. You can tell that we're cloak fans, friends, um, or capes or whatever. But the physics is is a big thing too because you could see it too in the the streamers that were going from building to building and then when he was out in the wilderness you can literally see 
you can see the fronts of the wind coming in in gusts. It was just coming in in gusts and it would lay the grass down and take a look at the trees next time you see the trees. There was a little glitching going on there, but that's obviously, that is zero factor. It's alpha, <laughs> zero factor. That stuff will get fixed. But the rustling of the leaves in the trees as a result of the wind direction, you got to stop and smell the roses on some of that stuff, folks, and really take a look at what they are creating here because it is something special, Yeah, something special. Agreed, agreed. I know we're going to be hopping into these systems soon and kind of going through what we saw, but, you know, when you when you discuss audio as well, the, the, the ambient bed, I know you mentioned it already, but the ambient bed of just... And you hear it, you hear the voices kind of ping-ponging back and forth. It, 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 you're in a village. You're there. And I love the way that the bed is laid out the, of, the, of the voices and the rest of the village. It doesn't feel overbearing because it, it's, it doesn't have a whole lot of bass to it. So it's blending in really nicely because you, when you think like, okay, there is going to be players doing emotes. There's going to be players, you know, whistling for the horses, whatever it is, their mounts, whatever, you know, whatever have animations, abilities going off. So there's going to be a lot going on already, but then you have this bed that's that's underneath, that's not distracting. It's perfect. I mean, it's panning. You know, you're hearing that pan from left to right, just kind of ping ponging. Really, is the best way I could describe it. And it just felt really good. It felt really com- like comfortably full, able and just fully able to immerse myself in this world. When you're looking at just the village itself and the visuals, you're seeing the just the cart. You know, that guy that's in the middle of the cart and you and you see the mud tracks, the steps of mud and everyone just going about their day, going about their day. To me, this was the next step up in, in not only MMOs, but I see a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 in this, you know, from an animation standpoint with the bringing a world to life. I see I see uh, some new world in this. I see just basically a lot of the most recent releases, a lot of the influences probably from the last three years, three to four years. uh, Yeah. I'd say at least four years are really kind of coming to flourishing in this game. It looks really, really, really good. And that's a result of paying attention to detail and what it actually feels like to be playing a game where you feel life taking place around you. Yeah, for sure. Or yeah. Okay. Sure. I think we hit that enough. I, yeah. I oh, think yeah. that we've oh, yeah. sufficiently we go we gushed <laughs> about the visuals and, and the audio that we saw. That that but that really is the low hanging fruit. I think getting into the functions of the node system are really cool. Steven actually started it off by saying a couple of things that that made me very, very happy to hear. Um, and the first one was is very obvious, but Steven said nodes it basically is the most complex system within Ashes of Creation. And that's that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, I'm pretty sure Intrepid knew how important this. It was very, very important for them to hit a home run here or at least a triple. But they grand slammed this one. Like oh, yeah. this was a this was great. And Jibs and I were talking about it earlier in the day when uh, earlier today we were just talking about how the last three live streams that they've had, these dev updates have just like built upon one another and just created something pretty amazing. And I I thought even the last one was going to be really difficult to top. I thought the freehold one was going to be really difficult to top. These are major game systems. 
And this one just happened to like knock it out of the park. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was absolutely the the most complex system in the game, hands down. And the best part, the one thing I loved about this was, you know, and you said it already, they, they knocked it out of the park. I'm glad they waited because this is absolutely the pillar. There are, there are several pillars in this game, but this is one of the key pillars, the key features in this game that everything's based off of. Margaret even said in the, in the stream itself, I'm paraphrasing, but basically everything it's somehow, some fashion is relating to a node, you know, and... It was stunning, you know. They they top they covered all kinds of topics, and I know. And if I think we should just jump right into it, the seven major topics that were covered in the presentation. They did citizenship, mayorship, mandates, mayoral commissions, policies, service buildings, and by orders. You know, and and the presentation, of course, we, we all got to see, followed by the amazing gameplay video. So, you know, absolutely stunning. It was great. Yeah, and they they did a really good job laying everything out. They did it ty- uh, kind of the same way that they did the freehold video or a freehold live stream where they, they basically took uh, screens that had things kind of laid out a little bit. And we're going to talk a little bit about each one of those. But like I said, we can't we won't be able to cover everything in the time allotted for our show. But we're going to hit like a lot of these major ones. So the first one was citizenship. And what they talked about with citizenship was the different forms of housing and ashes of creation. So there's inns. We, and we knew a lot about this, although we haven't, they haven't talked too, too much about inns yet. So inns, apartments, static housing, and then freeholds. And the one, the one that was probably the most interesting to me, we, with the freehold one, we're going to leave that out because we've, we've, you know, talked about that quite a bit. Uh, and, and so have they. But the inns are considered the most accessible form of housing in the game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, these other forms of housing are going to be fairly limited. So inns are going to be available for people if, if, if they want to use them. And both inns and apartments are instanced. So it's not going to be like a freehold where like this is your plot of land. You don't get like your own spot in the city. But you can have an instance uh, spot in the form of an inn, which is going to be very similar to the way that um, Elder Scrolls did it, like where you had your own little room inside, say, the Rosie Lion Inn, or also like uh, New World does it, to where you can purchase a home inside the city. Well, those are instance, so you know somebody else can go in there and then, and it phases in and that's their home. They did talk quite a bit about citizenship being one of the most foundational aspects of Ashes of Creation because it unlocks pretty much everything that you can and and most likely will do. So being a citizen is, is very, very important. There's a lot of really good reasons for being a citizen. I really like the way that they have broken up the housing, you know, and we've heard about this is nothing new. We, we, we knew this, but what was nice was kind of to see it brought to life again in the form, you know, with, with the node system, when you're seeing it, this discussed in tandem with the, with the node system, it kind of brings its whole, like a whole new life to, to this feature. So, you know, with the ends apartment, static housing and freeholds, I love the choice player choice. I love that that option is there, that the player can choose to push into either one of those, however they want to. I think the ends are just a cool addition, no matter what, no matter what game it is. Anytime you have a medieval inn, ha! I'm there. I'm there a thousand percent. Right. You know, there's going to be a tavern getting there somewhere, you know, people drinking, you know, just chilling, doing their thing after adventuring. I love it. I love seeing that. 
And, you know, when you talk citizenship being such a foundational aspect of Ashes of Creation, it carries weight. In Ashes of Creation, citizenship truly carries weight. Not You have to pay your dues. And if you renounce your citizenship, which you can leave, you know, a city at any time, but there's a cooldown before that you can become a citizen again. Going back to the notion of player choice, risk versus reward. You know, in a lot of ways, hey, maybe I you you decide to leave because something doesn't feel right and you just miss something awesome happening for the, the node. Just a day, you know, after you left. There's your risk there. There's your consequence for your choice, for your action. I love the fact that players are going to... It's something as small as this. Players are going to have these things that they go through in this game. Yeah, and I think... Uh, uh, Thinking back to the video, to the live stream, there were some questions that were getting answered by Margaret. And there were there was a little bit of concern about, like, well, what happens if your node is destroyed? Like, what happens? Well, what happens if you're if you're a citizen and your node is destroyed and, you know, say you own, you know, a, a room at the inn or whatever. If, it, if that node gets destroyed by it gets sieged, you can be a citizen elsewhere immediately after you move to a new place and acquire housing, then you can be a citizen there. Uh, but there's no cooldown on that if it, if it gets destroyed. And this brought up a very important point. This, this is the second quote that Stephen said that I really, really liked. And he said that PVE builds the world, PVP changes the world. And then he went on to say the PVP is the catalyst for that change. And I really, really like that because that that's a core feature of this game as well and there's that risk versus reward that you were talking about it takes a whole bunch of pve to make these villages make this node system really turn into what it could and obviously that's the metropolis but there's always a bigger fish there's always somebody out there that is going to try and and tear your stuff down so hoping I'm hoping, I'm, I know Stevens and, and the team is hoping that what this is going to do is this is going to start building some loyalty and some pride in your node to where you want to contribute to it through some of these other systems we're going to talk about with mayorship and, and such. And you want to also defend it, which it just brings in that perfect weave, theoretically, until we see the game and make sure that all these systems are working right. It theoretically creates this beautiful weave between PvP and PvE. You're exactly right. Think of what can happen if, for instance, your node is destroyed. You're a refugee at that point. You and everyone else that's in your guild and your community. And let's just take it from a community standpoint of of organized community. Let's say we have the full, what is it, 200, 300 people you can have in a guild? Three. Uh, 300, okay. So let's say we have the full 300 people. Well, that's a 300-person influx. To wherever we guide them to go, whatever node we choose to go to. So think about uh, on the receiving end of that, the node that's receiving all those people, those people who were directed to go to this specific place and whoever else ends up there as well. Think of what that will do for that node. Think of how that changes the dynamic. I think I may be wrong here, and I may have been trying to multitask when he was talking about this, but I think Stephen did mention something about... A node that is receiving refugees might change the like the look of certain aspects might change like crates and stuff might show up to make it look like refugees are showing up. 
Oh, How insane that. is that? Like, if, if I'm getting this right and that was a thing, I'm going to have to go back and watch a video again and make sure. But that is that's kind of how I took it, that things could change the look a little bit. So it looks like the new node is taking in refugees. <laughs> and that's, what? that's one thing I'm always finding myself continuously surprised and just continuously just, oh, of course it's there. The level of detail. And everything, everything in this game, it's just Sunny Runs for you. Wildly bonkers, man. I mean, <laughs> it's just nuts, you know. And, and and I love the fact that there's different. And, and again, we've we've known all this, but it's just been such a time since we've been here. But just from a mayorship standpoint, getting kind of a a a reeducation on the four types of nodes. And, you know, how they're chosen. I think that was really cool. You had scientific with the ranked choice by popular vote. Economic, the blind bid auction. In other words, hey, you basically buy your spot as a mayor. I loved Divine. This is so great for PvE players. PvE favor competition. So who's doing the most work within the faction. And the military trial by combat. Several events with a point system. I just, I love the fact that there, again, is choice. Choice even within the node system. What do you want to go be a part of? What do you want to go invest yourself in? Is it, are you a PvPer? Well, maybe Divine isn't necessarily your thing. Maybe military is more your thing. That that thrill of com- competition, competing, you know, beating out your fellow man to, and essentially beating them up <laughs> to, to take the mayorship. You know, it's just a lot of choice. And that one was actually very interesting, the military one, because we thought, I thought it was just going to be like an arena style, like fight to the death type thing. It's yeah. not. He was saying it's like over, it's several events that take place like over, say, like a week of time. And if you do well in those events, then you accumulate points. And then once those events are over at the end of the week, then those points are tallied. And that's who the, that's who becomes the mayor. And I was like, okay, that's way better than just, you know, single combat. I think it's awesome. You know, yeah. and it's I couldn't even imagine what all those things are gonna are going to be, what all those events might be. But, you know, even if they're, you know, simple things like one on one, maybe it's an arena, uh I I, I just you know, s- several arenas. I don't know how all that is is going to work and it, they didn't go too too much into it, but I really did like that with the, I thought the military one is probably going to be the most uh, interesting one and also probably the best for spectators because it'd be really cool oh, yeah. to just just watch like, yeah, sorry, Sonny, we're not going to do the uh, scientific uh, node for you like you probably, or the economic node like you probably wanted to. You're doing trial by combat. <laughs> so, go I ahead. pay big money for that just to watch <laughs> that happen. Let's see what happens. Oh. I love uh, it. One of the things they did talk about is actually uh, bad faith mayors, because not every mayor that gets in there is going to be, you know, this this uh, uh, neutral or light side aligned mayor. <laughs> You're going to have some people that just absolutely suck. Um, <laughs> and the systems that are that are, that they have in place, they do have some systems in place to combat it, but not all. It's not like if somebody's a really crappy mayor, they're just going to. You know, the system or, or a dev is going to go in there and just go, nope, you're done. No, that's not how it's going to work. That <laughs> You're going to have to fix it as players. That's how, you know, people vote people in and vote people out. It's like 
no, man, the person just doesn't get reelected. Yeah. Some of the tools that uh, that make this thing work and some of the things that the that a mayor can have during mayorship, one of them is called mandates. And what that is, is is again, it's another system. And this is a system of energy that that enables the mayor to take actions for the note. And I thought this was really, really cool. There's a couple of different things that they can do. So the first of all, there's mandate activities. So if you have mandate, you can set forth like policy votes. You can set forth things like construction contributions, a mayoral commission, mayoral caravans in between nodes. So you can start building faith in between uh, different nodes. You can declare war on other nodes and you have uh, you have some powers when your node is being sieged or you're working towards sieging another node. Now, in order to get some of these things taken care of, get some of them in action, the mayor actually has things called actions, mayoral actions. And these are things like taxes, uh, policy votes and whether or not they want to bypass that policy vote. Initiating construction on different types of buildings and expanding those buildings. We're going to get into buildings here pretty soon, too. And then um, also policies and mayoral commissions as well. Now, how does a mayor know how he's doing? Well, there's a couple of methods. And I thought this was very interesting, too. There's like no there's no you can't just query people or like send out a census. It's not going to not going to work that way. There's no. There's no Twitter <laughs> in Vera. So Could someone send me a Phoenix. I don't know what they call it there. The their their version of the app. I would love that, by the way. Put that oh, on gosh. The, a mobile app. <laughs> oh, geez, to have a mobile app for all your stuff in Vera would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but the way they can do it is they're going to have to get out and they're going to have to walk their districts. Basically, they can use citizenship chat, which is something that um, you'll get inside your excuse me, inside your node. And what that's going to do is that's going to allow them to talk directly with their citizens and get feedback from their citizens. And then the other thing is they can communicate with their, with the public, basically with their citizens by setting a message of the day. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like they are literally making you get out there and stand in the square and, you know, slash say, and then start talking and you can talk to the people that are, that are there. You know, I just think that's really cool. I feel really bad for the person that's node is legitimately Baron's chat. <laughs> oh, and, all they're, nodes. and they're the mayor of it. You're probably right. It's probably gonna be all nodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, mayor, yeah. you suck. You know, how much is that going to go on? You know? Yeah. I think that's cool. I like the feedback feature. I like that. It just further adds more depth. It's one thing that I'm constantly seeing. More depth, more choice, more risk versus reward. Where do you want to spend your time? Where do you want to invest yourself? You know, it's it's just a continuous loop that just keeps feeding itself in this game, and it continues to not disappoint. And one of the other things they kind of discussed was the mayoral commissions. Now, I thought this was really cool, and probably, you know, you can you could probably dive in this a little bit more than I could because I know I missed this portion of the stream. However, I did... I was reading through the notes on it itself, but as far as I understand, commissions are like a type of quest. That's kind of an objective. Correct. So what this is is the mayor can set a a, t- a type of commission that they need. You know, say they need, and the example that they used was 
they needed uh, materials to build a smithy. Now, yet they've changed the name of Forge to Smithy, which I thought is freaking cool. It's oh, yeah. Super, super fantasy. So I was pretty stoked they did that. Um, but basically what, what Stephen was showing, Stephen and the team was showing, is that he opened up a, a window and you go to, you just hit N. And for the mayor, he will get the node interface. And that allows him to set these mayoral, mayoral commissions. And it, it is literally like a quest that they, that they have with a singular objective where they can set, I need this much of this material, I need this much of this material. I will pay you this amount of node currency. You're not going to get gold. You're going to get node currency. And this will open you up to the ability to buy things from vendors within the node, which is pretty cool. So you have this, uh, I bet you there's going to be a billion different types of currencies in the game, but that is one of them. So as you assist with these commissions, you would take a commission, you go out, you gather the materials that, that you need to gather, and then you're going to bring them back to the village to a certain NPC, and you're going to turn that in, and then you will get paid in uh, node currency. Hope you don't mind a pay and change. <laughs> all you Napoleon Dynamite fans out there. But yeah, that is, that's exactly how, how this thing works. And so you're going to get experience from it. You're going to get node currency. You're going to get node reputation and then other rewards. So when the mayor sets these commissions, it costs him money to be him or her money to be able to do that. But it is gold from the treasury that that's coming out to remember when you're paying your taxes because yes there are taxes you're gonna have to pay tax you're gonna have to pay rent and that stuff does not go to the mayor that stuff goes to the treasury so it's not like you can get somebody that, that just wants to get in there and get a power grab and steal all your steal all your gold and like bail out even online style there's some things in place there to where that does not that will not take place and part of that is having this treasury that he would take these funds for to set these mayoral commissions. And uh, oh, another part on, on the mayoral part, there is a system in the game for him to be able to, him or her, to be able to design flags and symbols to display on the flags of the node. That is so cool. Really, really, really cool. So cool, man. Wait, uh, it's, it's just a further way to put your stamp on your city. That everyone's in, and I feel like in a in a lot of ways we saw that. I think of New World. You know, whenever a company would take over a city, and I think it was called a company, the guilds in that game. But yeah, they uh, so they'd have their their colors flying on the front. I always thought that was cool. You know, for for a lot of things that that game missed, and I just got the new expansion announced, which you know looks good for it. But the one thing that I always loved about it was your identity, your guild's identity, like your stamp on the world of a tournament in that game. You know, f flip it over here to Vera. Your st stamp is, in a lot of ways, things that are not said. And the things that are not said is people's first impressions when they first see it. They see your banners. They see your node, what it looks like. They see what it offers. They get a good vibe and understanding for your policies and taxes and stuff. And I know we're going to talk about that, but it's just the, the little things like this 
it's the, in my opinion, it's the little things that really oftentimes can speak the loudest. And it's just very, very, it's a nice touch, man. Just a nice touch, you know? Yeah. The mayoral system is really freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, now, when you have a node, you are, you're going to have some buildings that come pre-built with the node. And we're moving into the service buildings here. Um, so there's, there's different types of buildings that are going to show up uh, pre-built. And those are your active buildings. So these are buildings that are going to provide a service or a reason for players to visit them. So this is your artisan buildings, your different types of businesses, um, content buildings, which they didn't go into what content buildings are, but I assume that those buildings are going to be perhaps quest hubs. So maybe one of your mm. content buildings is a tavern that you're going to go back and forth to when you're when you're doing quests. Um, that's where the NPCs are located. I don't know. I'm not sure what content uh, building subtype is. And then there's also political. Then there's your passive buildings. Now, these are buildings that can be put in, initiated by the mayor and built by players. This is going to be things that provide passive benefits to the node or the ZOI or the zone of influence. So these are going to be things like civic. I would assume that would be like a city hall type thing. Cultural. So say your node is Dunir and you have some type of a cultural hall or perhaps like a cultural museum or something like that, I think would be super cool. Uh, your fabrication buildings. So these are going to be, you know, uh, artisan style scholarly. So perhaps libraries or um, what was the one where what was the repository for information that you could go to? Wasn't that the library? Maybe it is the library. Okay. I don't know. Books. I don't know. It's confusing. Sonny would know. Yeah. He Where's that snooty know. smart man at? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then vocational um, is also another type of, uh, of passive. Now, the interesting thing with these buildings, of course, with death and taxes being absolutely uh, non-negotiable in the world, it's the same thing in Vera. So these buildings are going to take maintenance. They're going to have regular maintenance costs. Um, and these are going to cost node commodities. So that may be a reason for a mayor to put a commission out because you need material in order to maintain your buildings. So, and these are going to be, these are going to come for also from the node treasury. And in order to continue operations, you're going to have to maintain them. Now, if maintenance is missed, the building will enter a state of disarray which I thought was pretty cool. The building's going to start degrading. And then you will have to, or say, like, say it gets damaged by a siege. Then it could also enter a state of disarray. I and like then the that. players again. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I like I like the fact that there you have to be invested. You have to be invested in your node. And it goes back to kind of what you were talking about early, how, earlier, how, like, it's there's a sense of ownership, a sense of pride that comes with with nodes it brings me back to the sense of pride and the community we had of mog nation you know the the way back when there was a sense of pride there it's like hey i'm part of this community that was the very first one i'll never forget it was the very first one i was ever in a big mmorpg community and i just remember that feeling like hey there's pride here this is this is awesome you know it's just a certain certain level of of just satisfaction that comes with stuff like this and i think you're gonna you know it's 
So you got to really be invested when it comes to maintenance with this. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the um, the fact that you're going to have people going out and, and basically running quests and, and running all around the node to bring back materials in order to keep these thing, things maintained is pretty cool. And if you don't, if say you don't maintain it or say it something happens and you get sieged and, and your stuff gets stuff gets broke, then it gets reduced to a rebel state. And after a period of time, that building becomes an empty plot and then it can be rebuilt upon. Yeah. So I just think I love the way that these systems that they they are paralleling the way things would be in real life. I think that is just super, super cool. Imagine a mayor like declaring a certain part of the city like slums and like not (laughs) really maintaining those buildings so well. And then the people start to complain and then they're like, get this knucklehead out of here. He sucks as a mayor. All of a sudden, that mayor is not getting reelected. And then we bring in another mayor. I just think that's so cool. The politics are so freaking funny. <laughs> oh, real life simulator 2024. <laughs> oh, another cool thing that they had on there was buy orders. And this was something that Stephen has brought up numerous times in previous streams. And, of course, it was brought up here in a major way. And um, and by the way, I believe I haven't been to their site since the stream, but I believe there's a post there with all these infographics there, kind of like they did with Freeholds. So I would encourage you, every one of you who are listening, to make sure you go and check this out. I know I sure will be doing the same. And, by the way, uh, go watch the 4K video. And if you have the software, do it. Go frame by frame because you'll be surprised what you're fun. And leave feedback, guys. Yes. Seriously. If you like what you see with this with this system, please go leave them leave them feedback on the forums because they really do look for it and they look to improve or change systems based upon the feedback that they're getting. So if you love it, if you hate it, go give them constructive feedback for these things so that they can continue to make this game into what we all want it to be. Right. And currently, I think we're on track for that. It just it, it is showing all the things you and I have wanted for years. All the things, and it's just—it's—it's it's not a fanboy moment. It's a holy crap! This is real. This is our game. This is our game. You know, look—you're looking around while you're driving. Like, this is it. This is like this is leaps and miles ahead of me. I got to catch up to this because I'm just shocked, literally shocked that oh my gosh, this is the game. It's not a first off. It's not a disappointment. <laughs> No, no. And I love where your mind is headed because this is how I want to I want to continue the show and I want to finish talking about all the excitement stuff because it's it's way more exciting than than just talking about systems like we are. We want to share with you the the things that we saw and just have left bullet points in our mind. So finish up by orders and then we can let's jump into this freaking video that just blew our minds today. I dig it. So back to buy orders. So for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you kind of the cliff notes. Buy orders for your nodes and ashes of creation are the primary way for your node to essentially generate node commodities that you can then use to spend on building construction, upgrades, maintenance. And when you actually saw a building being built use before you, the smithy, you know, just the way that it was built, was I believe it was a smithy. I think it was. A smithy. Yeah, that was the smithy. That, that was a smithy. Okay. So yeah. you saw in stages being built. And then at the end, after all the rafters and everything was put together, everything was framed up and it's done. You saw dust shoot out the top of it and then fireworks light off. 
just like it was its own event and it just looked phenomenal so you're going to be able to see that in game happen before you and so by orders this is a strictly material based order so you can uh you get an order for materials and you can go out into the world and complete the order in a lot of ways this reminds me of the board in new world i think it was the mayor board i don't remember exactly what it was called but anyway that players could choose to invest themselves into their their area that they were in their city their town and as a result the people were rewarded and your node and your area was rewarded as well and you're kind of seeing that same system here again in new world and so it kind of continues on here with players that your reward just like in new world we saw a currency well in, in here in ash of creation there is a node currency and a node reputation for fo- for fulfilling that buy order so with this currency it's specific to you the player you can't transfer it it's for you and you alone think of special vendors that open up to you okay that you're going to be able to go and use that currency in some ways it kind of brings me back to i liked it but at my first head i don't know about you cash my first thought goes to world of warcraft vendors when you have a certain rep and then you have the currency for it that you can invest yourself in right yeah right and so it's just kind of kind of has that vibe now, here's a, here's a question that I don't remember if this was answered or not. I'm sure it was, and maybe I just zoned out. But what happens to your node currency if your if your node is sieged and destroyed and you become a refugee? I wonder if that stays. It does. It, it stays. Does. Okay. It stays with you, the player. Now, as far as the reputation, that I, th- I don't know if that resets because then you're going to a new node. That I did not hear. Maybe a listener can clarify that for us, but I'm going to have to go back and watch the video for that. But yes, you do keep the currency. It's specific to you and you alone, which I like because as a player who, I mean, anyone who's listening, if you're anything like me, you like to get uh, a certain level of achievement in your MMO experience. You like to invest yourself enough so that you can get something in return. And a lot of times in that in return aspect is... It could be through rep. It could be through a currency. It is like special things, whether it's a title, a special item, because those are talking points. You get into a town square and, oh, so-and-so has the the rabbit that does backflips and cuts your lawn for you. Oh, wow, that's a cool achievement. I can't believe they got that. I want one of those. I want one of those. (laughs) Uh, Side note, I have always wanted in a game a mount that is legitimately a lazy boy that can gather for you. I think that that would be the ultimate lazy man's mount. <laughs> uh, can we please do me a favor, yeah. Intrepid, and please don't ever make a lazy boy mount <laughs> and put it in this game. <laughs> please. Uh, what? It has put little, put little wood wheels on it. You go around. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you know, just things like that. Achievement and things that you can, that speaks to your investment, your time investment in the game. That's very, very important important for, for people. Yeah, and the last thing on these buy orders, these these buy orders are they are legitimately what the mayor can put out. They put these buy orders out for things that the mayor needs in order to improve the city or improve the node. You want to build upon or expand a building, he or she is going to put buy orders out for the players to hop in there and complete. And then once those materials are gathered, then the mayor can 
initiate construction on whatever they're trying to initiate construction on. So it's a very, very cool system that involves everybody within the node. It's not just the mayor guiding everything and the mayor making all the decisions. It actually is a really pretty cool democratic process. And if your mayor just absolutely sucks, then that mayor probably not going to be mayor no more. Come next election. (laughs) Things are going to change. He's going to have to buy some donors. (laughs) That's right. right. He's going to have to do some fundraising. Could you imagine like, Hey, the mayor's going to be in town. We need a security element for the mayor because he's going to do some fundraising (laughs) here in the the, uh, north section of town. (laughs) I don't, dude, I I don't know why, but my head keeps coming back to Richard Nixon. I just picture like people being dressed up on the corner with Richard Nixon with his two fingers. (laughs) I'm not a crook. I am not a crook. (laughs) I'm not a crook. Turns out you kind of (laughs) were. Turns out. (laughs) Kind of happened. But uh, anyway, so yeah, and, and we have just a few minutes left here in the show, and man, this went by really quickly. But I, I want to spend these last few minutes just discussing the video that we saw, kind of going back to that, kind of what we talked about at the beginning. And, and again, I, I don't, it's it, just the level of detail in this game. When I am in that city, there is a there was a moment when I was watching that video, and mind you, I was watching it on 480p because for whatever reason, that's the signal that I could get when I was watching the stream. But there was a moment I was watching this and I was just listening and I'm just the lines between real life and a full on immersion in your game. That's not a single player uh, RPG experience. Typically this kind of polish, this kind of level of polish on a village. This is like Witcher level stuff. This is Elder Scrolls stuff. No, no, this is a MMORPG kind of stuff and it's just mind-boggling that this is our this is our world dude it is i think that the way that they showed the video off and i love the way that they do this because they have been starting off out in the world somewhere they will talk about some things and steven will preface things i love it at every on every one they're like steven didn't you did you want to preface this and he does he does a great job and then they move into the content that you're there to see. So as they're on the way into town, into this village, they come across a guard. Just uh, he's he's walking a beat. He's working his patrol, just walking down this road. And it was just the coolest thing. It was like the first one of the first times that I've that I've watched. And I was like, OK. This that is an actual thing that would take place outside of a village. Like there would be patrols being taken place, you know, taking place would be guards on duty, guards off duty. So I was already like, okay, this is gonna be great. And then he starts to come into town. And don't take this the wrong way, because I know we've disparaged this game in the past, and it's kind of makes me laugh because we're just getting ready to jump back into said game. But New World, right? New World for all the issues that it had in the past is a beautiful game and I've always, I always loved the outposts and the towns in new world because it's, they were very, very beautifully done. Very, very well done. Like it takes you back to, you just get this colonial feel when you're, when you're in those towns. And when they were walking into this village in Vera, 
It was in the Riverlands, by the way, which is going to be a majority of the place for Alpha 2. Um, I was blown away at, at the visuals. I really did get that. Okay, this is a village on the way up. This is going to turn into something else. It's going to evolve over time. But I got that feel like I got walking into a town, a village in New World. Like it had that look. It had those cool streamers going from town, you know, from uh, from building to building. And the buildings, it was um, the cultural influence was Kalar. So it was that French medieval style of like a French medieval village. Very, very cool. And it had a dirt road going through town. And there was mud in spots and the way that the light was hitting up against the, the mud and the shine and all the people walking on you guys like it was eye candy at the highest freaking developmental level. Like it's the only way that I can I could explain how it looked. You really got to watch the video and do yourself a favor. Watch it in in 4K. Never have I thought that moving from Unreal 4, like seeing the benefit, like, and when we've seen, like you talk about earlier, you know, the last three streams have just been bangers, man. And you see it again today. You see the benefit of moving to Unreal 5, seeing those God rays, seeing the reflections, those, those, you talk about the mud, it looked fresh. It looked like it had just been laid down. You see clearly the texturing on the cloak that you could reach out and know, like, this is going to be a little fuzzy. It's going to feel like a cloak, you know? This this looks like something the Hobbits wore from Lord of the Rings. And it just brings a whole new level of immersion. Their attention to detail, their hard work and their detail, you're seeing that first and foremost. It's just... It's a good time to be a fan of Ashes of Creation. It's a good time to be coming to this game. And for anyone who's listening, if this is your first time ever really diving into Ashes, well, first off, welcome. But second of all, this is intrepid. The stuff they're doing right now, their hard work where they're laboring behind the scenes, willing to hold off this stream to get it extra polished, everything they needed to where it was worthy of being shown, because this was a big deal, big deal. This is one of the, if not the, core system for the whole game. And it looked fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The level of detail is what really hit me the hardest. If I had one highlight, bullet point, underline, pin it to my, to my board today, it is the level of detail in not just the visuals, but in the system. Uh... Case in point, a really good example of this, I think, was when Stephen had uh, gotten the results of the buy orders. He had enough to build the smithy. He went to the the plot to build the smithy, and when the he actually had to go to a construction foreman. There was an NPC there. His name was Construction Foreman. It was the coolest thing. And as the smithy was being built. It went through. Now they sped it up a bit because it it, does, it takes time to build these things in the actual game world. But for the auspices of the live stream, they sped it up. Well, you can see the structure going up, like the the actual skeleton of the structure going up, and 
at every phase, you can see dust coming off of these structural members. And I was like, oh my, okay, that looks insane. That looks awesome. And then as it continues to go up, then you'll see walls form. And then as the the outer shell of the building, uh, it's past the framing stage and now it's it's got walls and a scaffolding shows up on the outside of the building. And with the scaffolding, you will have little NPCs up there and they're hammering. And it it just looked amazing. Like I was like, just you got to be kidding me at how freaking cool this looks, because we've seen construction and stuff like that. That same thought, that same uh, system design has taken place in other games in the past, but not to this level of detail, which is I mean, that is like my overarching point here. Um, and then once it's finally done, then the whole town celebrates because, it, you know, imagine this takes several hours or even several days to complete with some of the larger buildings. And when it's finally complete, like you're just walking around doing your thing and you don't you don't know that that's complete yet. But, you know, now because there's fireworks going off above the city, and you're like, oh, my gosh, the smithy's done. How exciting is that? And you're like, everybody's, I bet you, when the game first launches and these nodes are really being evolved, I bet you when, when those fireworks go off over a building that's done, it draws a crowd. I bet you anything. Oh, I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Shoot, that makes me think of 4th of July or in America, what that's going to be like, you know, in the game. <laughs> I know it's oh, yeah. a complete derailment there, but yeah, absolutely. It, I love the fact that it's a, feels like an event. It feels like a success. This has taken hours, if not days, to complete. Great success! <laughs> Great success! Hi. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. And to kind of pin the tail on everything you were saying, I agree in full, um, full agreement. The level of detail in the visuals, the audio, the systems, they hit every single point flawlessly. And yeah. I cannot be more excited to see what Intrepid Studios does in the future and the months beyond leading up to Alpha 2 because the train, I think, is starting to leave the station here. The train, the old hype train, starting to leave <laughs> because that was a special moment that we got to see today. It was. And, I mean, even even getting to see the, uh, the, poor, little, the poor little duckling get slaughtered. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, it, imp so that important note on that. It was yeah, it was sad. We got to see a, a little tiny duckling at the end get uh, get absolutely slaughtered by a mage. But the one thing that I did note is they they did a close up on that duckling at the end, like a just a side view, and then you see the duckling, the dead duckling's corpse, like show up. <laughs> just take a look at the level of detail on a close up shot of a dead critter in Ashes of Creation. And that will tell a story of the amount of detail that is going into the entire game. There you go. There you go. Well, friends, this was Loreforged episode number five. We hope you enjoyed yourselves here and we got our first review. Uh, but be before, <laughs> before we get to it, this is really funny. If you enjoyed this show, we would love for you, if you would, please take a moment and leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using. Just by taking a few minutes to leave your review, you help other gamers like yourself 
find this show. And plus it tells them, hey, is this the right show? Is this the right fit for me? So please, we, we would love to hear your feedback. And not to mention every five written five-star review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we will absolutely read this on the show. Of course, Spotify when they add them. And we, we have our first review, and it's quite hilarious, if you know what happened in episode four. Anyway, it says, Lore Forge is forging ahead. This has come from Devout Force. It says, these guys yelled at me for 20 minutes, then asked me to leave a review. Five out of five stars. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty dang funny last episode. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. In all seriousness, though, this is your one-stop shop for all things Ashes of Creation, aside from the official wiki. That's right, that wiki is amazing. Loreforged is three guys with decades worth of combined experience in podcasting, bringing their passion of MMOs and people who create them to you. Thank you so much, Devout. That was really, really kind, and I love the fact that yep. that was the very first review. So Thank you, fun. Devout. Yeah, we got a, all three of us got a really good chuckle out of that, and uh, we, I, we actually, I actually went through and listened to that episode again at that point, and he, this person put exactly what we sat down. These guys yelled at me for 20 minutes and asked me to leave a review. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was during our conversation oh. about FOMO, on episode four. Is that it episode was so four? so funny, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was that, pretty damn funny. That whole scene was just like something out of a sitcom. Anyway, uh, thank you, Devout. That was so, so nice. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can always call us, 516-875-1776. You can leave your voicemail on the Lore Forged uh, voicemail hotline. Try to keep it a minute or less. We'll play it right here on the show during our mailbag segment. And, of course, you can always email us your questions contact at loreforge.com right in the show and just like with the phone number we'll answer right here on the show cash we have a, a giant hub with all kinds of stuff on it it's really our our big hub where all of our content is located but that is our website don't forget to visit loreforge.com there's tons of written content and articles and it is all ashes of creation you can also hit up our youtube which is doing pretty good like we're, we're really excited about our youtube uh, we got lots of videos coming on, and I think we probably have maybe 35, 30, 35 videos up already. And we have at least twice that in the bucket just <laughs> scheduled to go out. <laughs> like I we have track. so many, so many videos, you guys, that are that are ready. So you can expect a steady stream of videos and articles from both our website and from YouTube. Um you can also follow us on Twitch. We're at twitch.tv forward slash loreforgedhq. We will be doing this show live in the future, which will oh, yeah. be pretty darn cool. Uh, also, if you want more, and when I say more, I mean it. We have a lot of really cool stuff on our Patreon. It is, it's definitely going to be a really, really cool place to get some Loreforged stuff that's all Ashes of Creation. And, um, one of the biggest things that we're doing there is our State of the Owl episodes, which is our after dark, kind of everybody gets a drink and we just kind of go for it for, you know, an hour, maybe a little more than an hour. But those episodes are going to be released um, right there on Patreon. Now, if you are on Twitter or X, you can follow Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can follow myself at Cash Quests and you can follow Sunny at you, of course, I did it again. What was that? You of Coruscant, <laughs> not Coruscant. <laughs> Gosh, it's like a total Star Wars noob mistake. I love it. What a dork. Most <laughs> importantly, 
Follow the show at Loreforged HQ. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. And we hope you have a wonderful week in gaming. We hope you have a uh, wonderful week, whatever you're doing. And we'll see you right here next Monday on Loreforged. Take care, everybody, and happy questing. Peace, love, and honeybees. <laughs>